Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's what we've got in the markets right now. U.S. stocks ending lower as investors weigh corporate earnings. As well as some new comments from a Federal Reserve official suggesting that there could be less urgency on interest rate cuts this year. We've got a Dow lower by 0.6%. That's around 230 points, closing at 37,361. The S&P 500 underwater by 0.4%, closing at 4,766. And the Nasdaq Composite down 0.2% to 14,944. Let's check in now with Brenda Vingiello. She is the Chief Investment Officer at Sandhill Global Advisors. Brenda, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Always great to have you on, Brenda. So let's talk about what's driving market sentiment in the past session. And you've got more Fed speak. Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller saying that the central bank will likely cut rates this year, but it doesn't have to be rushed. Brenda, what's your take on how soon we might get rate cuts? Sure. I mean, I think one thing the market's working through early this year is A, we had a really strong fourth quarter last year, so no doubt about it. Secondarily, um, shortly after the Fed meeting in December, when they announced or projected that there would be three rate cuts uh, this year, the futures market started pricing in rate cuts of five to six, rates being cut five to six times this year. So there's a disconnect between what the market is pricing in and what Fed officials are saying. And we heard more about that today with Waller's comments. So I think in our view, if we look at the health of the economy, the health of the job market, um, where inflation's moving to, we think that it's early to assume we would get a rate cut in March, and that's what many have been assuming. We think it's much more likely uh, near the second half of the year, probably around the June timeframe, that we would get a first rate cut. Of course, unless something else develops and we see more um, signs of economic weakness, but we just aren't seeing that right now. So I think we need to work through this disconnect between what the market's pricing in and what likely to happen in terms of uh, the overall extent of rate cuts this year. Yeah, talking about data, I've been getting quite a bit of a mixed bag in the past 24 hours. We've got US manufacturing data, the New York Fed's factory index down sharply from negative 14.5 to negative 43.7. That's the lowest level since May 2020. And not too long ago, last week, we had inflation numbers also a bit mixed. We've got two more rounds of inflation data before we get to the March FMC meeting. What is the reading of the US economy strength right now? Well, I think we're continuing to see an environment where consumers are spending on services. Services, the services part of the economy is still really strong. And that's where we're seeing some inflationary pressure. But meanwhile, the good side, where the manufacturing is more tied to the good side of the economy, um, is not doing as well. And that has been a source of deflation when looking at the numbers. But I think if we think about this year in particular, I think we could have more of a normalized year when we look at overall spending trends, mm. meaning you know consumers really overspent last year on services. It was travel, experiences at any cost, really drove up because of the demand, uh, drove up pricing for all of those things and did not spend as heavily on goods. But I think some of that could be changing as we look to this year. But I think when we think about uh, the inflation print that we got, you know, there were some confusing parts within it. For example, the shelter category, which is very important and represents a gigantic percentage of CPI, 
uh, showed that the cost of shelter increased. And that was a change from the prior month, where at the prior month we had seen some signs of improvement. But if we look at a lot of other measures of shelter and rent, uh, they are showing that it's only increasing around 2 to 3%. And that's not in keeping with what the CPI report is showing. So I think... Um, you know, the data can be confusing, but we think overall uh, things are trending in the right direction. And that CPI print was followed by a PPI number mm. that actually showed that prices were lower than expected uh, or rose lower than at a lower than expected pace. So I think um, we just need more data. Um, and importantly, uh, the PCE number, which is the one that the Fed watches much more closely, in November, it only rose 2.6%. So we're not going to get a reading uh, for December until later this month, um, but that will be another important figure to watch. But I think any way you slice it, we are getting pretty darn close uh, to the Federal Reserve's target. And one important thing that we heard during the December FOMC meeting was that the Fed is willing to lower interest rates before we reach their target. And in some ways, you could argue, well, maybe that's the case for a March rate cut, but I think that's still likely to be too early. (laughs) Yeah, Brenda, picking up on something you mentioned, and that's the consumer spending picture. Last year, we did get a bit of a Mm -hmm. bounce with the stimulus checks. And of course, going to this year, some signs of weakness, some softness, perhaps. How is this going to play out into the earnings and the margins that companies are going to be expecting? Sure. Well, I think if we look at the consumer, you have to look at a a lower income consumer is likely, you know, feeling a little bit more of a pinch and was relying on more of the stimulus dollars to support overall spending. But if you look beyond that at a higher income consumer, we have an environment where wage growth has been outpacing uh, the overall rate of inflation. Home prices have really stabilized. Asset prices have experienced a large recovery, and the unemployment rate is near historic lows. So all those things, in our view, point to a strong consumer overall. Uh, so we are expecting uh, that uh, we will see uh, likely decent results from consumer, especially services-related uh, uh, consumer spending companies. And if we look to next year, we have an environment where inflation is coming down. That should be good for profit margins for a lot of companies. I'm, what we're seeing now in the disconnect between CPI and PPI suggests that maybe companies are experiencing lower costs, but they're not passing them along to consumers. Mm. Not great for the consumer, but great for the companies. If you think about uh, profitability and earnings, it's not a bad story. But we do think that as inflation comes down, it should be an overall positive uh, for corporate earnings. So that seems to suggest that we might be um, seeing some support for these smaller businesses and a place for you to look at if you are looking into stocks. Absolutely. If we look at what we're expecting in terms of overall return potential this year, um, if you look at large cap companies, meaning the S&P 500, you know, corporate earnings growth is projected at about 11% year over year. So we think that the market can likely appreciate in line with that number, maybe slightly below if we get a little bit of valuation compression. But the real story in our view in terms of opportunity is in small and mid-sized companies where they really have not participated. Uh, they did in the fourth quarter, uh, but not if you, in the grand scheme of things. They still have not participated relative to large cap companies. Still, they're much more tied to the domestic economy in the United States, and that and continues to be healthy and an environment where costs are coming down, inflation is um, is normalizing, we think that is a good setup uh, for those small and mid-sized 
mid-sized companies where valuation is still really attractive. All right, small and make-up stocks could be interesting to watch in the coming quarters. We've been in conversation with Brenda Vingello. She's the CIO at Sandhill Global Advisors. Brenda, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great week ahead and stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.